Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Holy Man, a journey of becoming godly men. No matter if we are sons or husbands, dads, grandfathers, or just any regular guy out there, we are going to try to figure out how God would want us to live on this journey called life. None of us have it all figured out. So let's dig into God's Word and wrestle with God's Word as we try to become who God created us to be, specifically, holy men. Hey there, men. It is good to be back with you on the Holy Man podcast. Um, we've been going through for the last two semesters here of our life group seasons. We've been looking into a really cool book called uh, The Measure of a Man written by Gene Getz. He wrote it many, many years ago and then he updated it and then he updated it again. So uh, it's always cool to see how he will make some changes from the original copy that I that I have. Um, he, he got a lot of this out of uh, what Paul wrote to uh, Timothy and Titus, to uh, young church leaders. And as Paul was trying to help them to know, what are some good attributes that uh, we, all of us men and women should be aspiring to if we want to, uh, to grow in our faith and to become even leaders in our families and in the life of the church? So that's what uh, we've been looking at, uh, all these different attributes of faith over the last couple months. And uh, today I have a, another guest with me today, and uh, I want to introduce you to him. He's in one of our life groups here at New Life. Uh, I want to introduce you to Jason Mortimer. Uh, Otherwise known as Mort, is that correct? Yes, it is. All right, Jason, it's good to have you with me today. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, you've been listening to the Holy Man podcast for a while. Yes, yeah. So you know what we're doing here and uh, the discussions that we've had. And and you're in a life group, is that correct? One yes, of our men's life groups? the Thursday evening night life group with... Uh, Troy and Riley as the leaders. Okay. Very good life group. All right. You guys, you, I think you told me just a little bit ago that you guys normally meet for like two and a half hours. Yeah. It gets a little long. Okay. It does. Um, not every night, but the, there's nights where we have good, good in-depth conversation and it, we just don't leave. That's awesome. That's so cool that we have, uh, we have a, like, like five or six different men's life groups. And it's always good to we have men growing in their faith together. Iron sharpens iron. So uh, you got some really cool dudes in your life group, different walks of life. Very, very much so. You know, we, we come from all over and it's just nice to get together and enjoy, enjoy each other's company and be able to spend that much time together. All right. Well, as we get into this, uh, just tell the guys a little bit more about you know, yourself, your family dynamics, or, uh, you know, what work you do for a living. Okay. I, uh, my name is Jason. I work out in the oil field. I've been in Gillette about 11 years. Uh, younger in life, I started out going to church. Okay. And then you know, teenage, upper teenage years, got away from church. for None of the other guys out there ever did that, Jason. Never, nope, <laughs> we've never had that issue. And then we, you know, I, I just went for quite a while. And then a friend of a friend said, hey, let's go to church. And I said, no, I've got things to do. Mm. And then I started coming here and we just kept coming more and more and more. And then uh, Troy asked me on one Sunday, you know, we worked together in the oil field and knew who each other was. And okay. he said, uh, do you have a life group? And I said, oh, I'm too busy for those. And he uh -huh. says, okay, we'll see you Thursday night at six o'clock. <laughs> he didn't take okay. no for an answer. I just said, I'll be there. So, and here I am and just 
been doing it ever since. That's cool. And you sit right down front front row every time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. It's, it's so cool to see you every week down there and, uh, growing in your faith and, uh, hanging out with some great guys in your life group. Um, well, Jason, we're, I, I'm giving you an easy topic to talk about with the guys today. Uh, let me just tell you guys out there what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're talking about money, basically. Um, Gene Getz gives us the title of the chapter as learning generosity. That's what he calls it. But then he also wants it to be known in the passages that we find in first Timothy. It's the idea of being free from the love of money. Uh, he makes sure that we want, we want to talk about the negative part of that, the, you know, for those individuals who love money and their, what it's doing their life. But the, so he wants the Gene wants us to look at the positive of it too. And it's so good that, which the positive of that is learning the life of generosity. So Jason, I'm glad I could give you the easy topic, right? Yeah. The easy one of giving up my hard earned money. <laughs> is, that, is that how it's supposed to go? Well, I don't know if it's giving up your hard earned money. That's not the, what the title of it is, but I know that sometimes we look at it that way, don't we? I used to. And so all these men out here right now and the ladies that are listening to, they're looking to you as an expert in the area of what God thinks about money. Are you all right with that? Well, we're going to give it a shot. <laughs> Great. You know, I've been in some different groups. I don't, we don't do the Thursday night together, but sometimes I do the summer group and you've been in my groups before. Yes. And a lot of times, you know, I've told my wife about this, that she says, why are you asking Jason? Cause she doesn't know you very well mm -hmm. other than you sit close to us on Sunday mornings, but she said, why are you asking Jason to talk about generosity? She was interested because I usually have a good reason of why I'm asking somebody. And I told her, I said, you know, Jason's been into some of my summer groups and I always seem to hear this idea of generosity on your heart. I've heard it, uh, that you talk about this and it's not just a money thing for you. It's about time. It's about, uh, wisdom. It's, you know, you, you know, cause I think you have a, a son, don't you? Yes. And, and the way you talk about your son, you love pouring into him in different ways. Oh, all the time. As much as I can. Yeah. Yes. And I, and I've heard that, that it's a, it's a life journey for you of learning this art of generosity. Family's always been really big and it's, you, it takes a lot to keep it going and keep it together and just giving of your time and your effort and, and all, it's not just money. Yeah, you're right. And, and I want to make sure we talk about that some, and that's, I've heard your heart. So it's not just, again, it's not just that I know what you give or anything like that. I don't, but but I could hear your heart behind. And I think that's so important for us to have the heart of what God would want us to live out in this area of our life. And again, money's one piece of it. And we'll talk about that, but I think it's bigger than that. Yes. It's much, a way of life. Bigger. So, and it's so cool to, that I've heard how you're trying to raise up your boy to learn that same dynamic in life. Thank you. How that. old is your son? 22. 22. All right. So he is an adult, yes. but I'm sure he's still learning though. <laughs> we hope so anyways, right? Well, Paul mentions this idea of the love of money and he mentions it to Timothy in that list of attributes at one point, but then later on in the book of Timothy, first uh, Timothy in chapter six, he also says he takes it to a little bit le a bigger level as he's talking about the idea of love of money and what it can, the problems that it can cause us in life. And he says in uh, chapter six, verse 10, he says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And we know what, Roots are roots are those things that go down into the dirt. 
that help things to grow. Yes. And so if it's the root of evil, it's the thing that could potentially help things to grow. Now, Jason, does he say here that money itself is evil? No, not at all. Okay. Does he say that making money is evil? No. God wants us to be prosperous. Okay. I mean, when I was doing a little homework on this, I found quite a few verses of that he wants us to be prosperous. He does not say that you have to just give away or not earn money. That That is not it. Absolutely. And, and you're so right. I mean, if you just look into the book of Proverbs itself, uh, there's so many little nuggets in there and there's a lot of nuggets that talk about both not being lazy yes. and working hard with your life. So God wants us to, you know, with the life that we live, he doesn't want us just be lazing around doing nothing. He wants us to have a purpose in life and to work hard with the gifts, skills that he has given us. Exactly. That's so, it. and as part of it, we're going to talk about this in another couple sessions, but how do we manage our family? How do we take care of our family? And so, and part of that is having the money to be able to raise our family. Yeah, that, that is, is directly tied to this. Cool. So, so we want to talk about this then that then what are we talking about when it comes to a love of money and how can the love of money again? So money's not evil, raising money or working to get money is not evil, but yet the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So we, we need to talk about a lot, let that a little bit, Jason, um, as you think of, of that, what does a person who loves money from your estimation, as you hear that phrase, what does that person look like? And what might the apostle Paul or Jesus say that that would look like? Well, like I said in the beginning, you know, it's, it's kind of joking. There was uh, giving away my hard-earned money. Oh, okay. It's what not, do you mean by that? It is not. We're we're managing the money. We're managing this for God. So it's so you're saying that all we're, money is we're we're just a man, manager along this journey. Okay, that's all we're doing. I like to use the word steward. Yep, that's uh, that it. we are stewards of God's mm-hmm. money of all that He provides. Now, there's some guys out there that would say, "But wait a second, Jason, I worked." hard for that money. Yes. So do. why are you calling it God's money then? That's <laughs> <laughs> you so weren't ready for that question. No, I was were not you? ready for that one. No. Um, actually, when I was researching this, I, I read that quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, we, we are just like you say, the steward or the manager. Yeah. I, I had a guy back. Uh, scripture teaches. Yeah. A few years ago, I had a guy uh, in a previous church that struggled with this concept because he believed that, you know, I went to college, I learned my craft. I work hard every day doing my job. So this is mine, mine, mine. Or God's plan. Well, God's plan. And I, I asked him the question. I said, well, who gave you the ability to learn what you learned? Who gives you the health to be able to get up every morning and go to work? Who gave you the skills to be able to do what you do? And, and basically, you know, I helped him to better understand God, all of that is God's provision in life. Yes. And so we are stewards of everything, whether it's health, whether it's skills, whether it's abilities, whether it's knowledge, we are the uh, stewards of all that God provides for us. So, so when we start using, like you said a little bit ago, the word mine, uh, it's counter Christ. It is. Yeah. And so when you start thinking about, you know, a man who loves money though, if he's, is thinking of that, it's mine. Can you think of some possible ways that, you know, that this can get us into trouble then with, with money? If it's the root of evil, what are some of the, I don't, I don't like calling it evil, but it kind of is. Yep. Um, I always picture, you know, just, um, 
working in the oil and gas industry, okay. you know, you, you see guys, they're out making some really good money yeah. and they've got a big fancy truck and they got all the stuff that money can buy. They, they've got it all, but are they happy at home? Mm, okay. Are they happy in, in their journey with Christ? Right. I mean, those, those should trump having your boat, your camper, your truck, whatever. Yeah. You know, that, that's what I see just with, with some people that I've worked with in the past. Yeah. And I, I've been there. Now I, I want to follow up with this. So is, is a, a truck evil? Oh, okay. No, but if you cannot provide for your family and you have to, if you have an $80,000 truck and you can't provide for your family, then maybe there's something wrong. Exactly. So when your toys, let's just call them man yes. toys are, <laughs> are getting out of hand when they are becoming the idols that you think you need for the fun in your life, for the happiness in your life. And because of them, you're potentially hurting your family. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. Certainly that's one way, you know, also in other ways that I've seen things, uh, you know, we see in, in the news quite often about people spiraling with lies at work, cheating at work, scandals at work. Yes. Because maybe they've cut the corners or they did things unethically and because they wanted to get rich because of that richness that they wanted, they ended up doing some things that were not right within the law. Yep. So would you agree that that's probably some of that evil that the love of money pushes us into? Yes. Just the more, more, more. Yeah. And not. And even, you know, for, for just us average persons, you know, sometimes we're looking for every loophole we can in doing our taxes. Now, if there's loopholes there, if they're within the law, they're okay. Yes. But sometimes I think we like to push the law a bit, a bit. Yes. What? To, yes. Why not? Uh, right. That's well, what they, they, they try to, and then it's not correct. And sometimes they could get into trouble for that. And so that could be that evil thing that they're, they, they've gone too far within the law. And so, you know, this evil, the love of money, the desire for more, the desire for me having more is the, you know, it's the root of evil because we, we put idol the idol of, or the money as an idol above us. Yes. And it becomes what's leading our lives instead of God and how we should be stewarding that money. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's a negative in this. And that's, you know, Tim, Paul, when he's writing this to Timothy, he, he feels that we as church leaders, if we see God as the pro provider for us, that we should not have money as an idol. Uh, and the, so the love of money should not be leading us if we're going to be good leaders in our homes and in our churches. Yes. Agreed. So the cool thing is, you know, what, uh, what Gene gets does with our chapter then is I really like this again. He, he does a positive spin on this and he wants us to say, okay, if we're not loving money, if we're not about us, then he flips it and says, then we should understand the concept of generosity. Yes. Yeah. So Jason, if, I don't know if you have a story or anything uh, that, well, let's go back to, I, I forgot to ask you this question. Go back to the love of money. Did you have any way in your journey where you struggled with a love of money that it caused you any issues? Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. I did. Um, I was that guy with the boat, the camper. Oh, okay. So you're telling your own story. Pretty close. I mean, not, not terrible. Um, right. I still was very generous. Um, I was talking to my mother about this. Not that long ago, she said, you know, that I was still very generous, but I was working as much as I could to get as much money as I could to just play as hard as I could. And at that point, 
I was probably the farthest away mm. from Christ at that time. Right. Okay. You know, I, I, I made every excuse in the world to not go to church. Uh, you know, if we went to the, to the lake on the weekend, well, you weren't making Sunday church. So your toys were getting in the way. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You know, I remember a time back when I was a youngster, uh, my dad had a photo business. He took pictures uh, on the side and he had uh, a little envelope of money, of cash that he kept in the drawer for it was used for family fun nights and things like that, that he liked to have around. And I found out where it was. And so me, because I wanted to go to the local swimming pool and have money available to get some snacks, that love of looking cool in front of my friends and having money available caused me, I actually stole money from my dad's envelope. So I still remember his face when he looked in there and noticed that there was some money missing. You know, he knew what, how, approximately how much was in there. And I had taken several different times. I took money from there for my own enjoyment at the local swimming hole. And it caused, it was the root of evil. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and yeah. so, and I paid the consequences because dad, he questioned and <clears throat> At first, here again, the evil part of that was me lying and trying to tell all the other stories of how else it must have disappeared. So eventually I gave in and I told the truth then. But, uh, you know, it was just, it was a time in my life where I was not following Jesus very well as a young teenager. And so therefore I allowed money to cloud my, my witness. Well, and that has to be just a terrible feeling <clears throat> knowing that you had to face your father yeah. and, and discuss this face to face. It was horrible. <laughs> I could, again, I can still remember his face oh, of disappointment. Yeah. You know, uh, knowing that his the money was gone and then because he wanted to do something fun for the family and he couldn't do it now. So that was disappointing to him. And then when he realized that it was his own son oh, that man. had taken the money, uh, he said, well, you had your fun. I was going to do a fun thing. So I guess you already had your fun. So mm -hmm. it, it was, it was tough. There's oh, no bet. doubt. Um, so Okay, let's move on now and let's talk about that other thing that the, the uh, talk about the generosity part, because I think it's so important for us to learn as as godly men, why generosity can be so important to us. And so that and so Gene, Gene flips this. And so, Jason, in general, why do you think generosity should be a natural part of being a follower of Jesus? I guess I, I'm not hundred percent sure on that one. I just have always been able to give and I've just always done that. I've just always, always been that. And maybe it was stems from growing up in the church. You know, like I said, we, I went to church till I was about 16, yeah. 17. So that was probably rooted in there, mm -hmm. you know, deeper than, like you say, the roots, you know, the root. And it was, it is, it was probably in there more than, than I even imagine right now. Right. Or realize it, it's in there. Well, for me, the easy thing is, you know, it, the, one of the famous scripture passages, you see the signs at football games and thing, John three sixteen. He gave. He gave. That's right. Uh, God so loved me. God so loved you that he gave. And what did he give? Well, he gave everything. He gave his one and only son to die on the cross for us. And so if that's the heart of God, and if we are a follower of God, then naturally giving generosity should be a natural part of our lives. Yes. And so I think, you know, more than likely that's where your the foundation came for you. Uh, but I think of also, there's a passage, you know, Jesus is teaching in the uh, Sermon on the Mount and uh, 
in there in chapter six, he's talking about don't store up for yourselves. And this goes back a little bit to the love of money. Don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth can destroy Destroy. and thieves can break in and steal instead store up for yourself treasures in heaven. And so you think, well, what's a treasure in heaven? Well, if it's the opposite of the love of money, it would be generosity, giving to others, being uh, more about others than you are yourself. Yes. So how do you see this then, Jason? Is there anything in the Bible for you that supports your understanding of generosity, how it's a natural part of us being Christians? I I guess I wasn't ready for that question there, Paul. All right. (laughs) Any... Any ideas off the top of your head of scriptures that's out there? I mean, I know, or can you think of anything that Gene shared in the chapter? The one that he did share that I, I actually found was, what is it, 2 Corinthians, what is it, 9, 7? God loves a cheerful giver. Okay, that's a like, huge one. Do it with a smile. Okay. Be, be willing and, and happy when you do. So don't be begrudging yeah. when you are giving. Yes. When you write your tithing check. Okay. Smile. Smile when you write your tithing check. That, that'll that preach. I think I'm preaching on uh, generosity here in, in a, a month or so. So I'm, I'm, I might steal that from you. Please do. Smile, when, smile when you write your tithe check. It's, it's a tough one. That's, that's a very tough muscle to, to start to become to use. The later. giving muscle. Yes, very, very much. Yeah. Why is that? Why do you think that is that it's, it's a hard muscle to work out the idea of giving? Well, a lot of people, you know, it's, it's mine. I worked hard for it. And like I said, we're, we're, we're managing this. Um, we've, we've got scripture to teach us and guide us along the way Yeah, and show us, I mean, how many times was it, you know, you give the, the your first fruits, um, the, the, the tithe, the 10% that, that has come up so many times and it's, it's not in there just once by happenstance. It's, it's, and multiple. it's, you know, and we talk about tithe, you know, generosity is not necessarily tithing. Tithing, I think, is one tool that God uses or a muscle. I love how you say that, that God gave to the people of God back then just to help them to learn a little bit of the concept of being generous. Yes. Uh, it's a step of faith of saying, God, I'm going to trust you with my money, being a steward of my money. So tithing is just one little piece of the bigger picture of generosity. It is. That, that 10%, though, if you figure sometimes that's, that's a lot of what somebody makes. You know, that, I, that, that, it is. It can be. Yeah. Uh, I actually saw a... Uh, I, another teaching on the concept of generosity and the, uh, the, they showed a chart of people that people who make less actually proportionately give a little bit more That's just so. because, you know, you know, if you're making $50,000 and if you give a 10th, well, that's 5,000. How am I doing with my math? Is that good? Yep, yep. Not bad. Yep. Uh, but if all of a sudden, if I'm making 500,000, to, to work that muscle of, that's a lot of money to have to give away. It is. $50,000? Holy mackerel. So, you know, so for some people, and, and truthfully, a person who's making 50000 and trying to support a family with that, that's challenging. It is. Because it's hard to, you know, in this generation with inflation and everything to, to raise a family with 50000 But if you have 500000 you should have a little bit extra, even beyond the 50000 that you gave as a tithe. You should have some extra to be able to give. It shouldn't be if, that hard to do. Unless you have a love of money. Yes. Huh. 
getting bucks. big here all of a sudden. It is. So proportionally then, so as I make more, I should be able to be even more generous with, with what God is entrusting with me. Yes. Hmm. Jason, you just got it hard on us here. I think, you know, it, you think back to uh, episode 50, Jason, I don't know if you remember that one from last semester. I it was the, do. I just listened to it again. Oh, did you listen yes. to it again? Yes. Well, it was the last one that we shared and, uh, and I shared in that episode that I felt that it was the heart of all of the different attributes. And it's the idea of not being self-centered or self selfish, uh, you know, instead of thinking about myself, I'm thinking about others. And that plays right into what we're talking about here. Yes. Yes. Um, Simon or not Simon Peter, the apostle Paul in the book of Philippians, he has that passage. I think we've looked at it before in, in our life groups before, but in chapter two, he shares this understanding that if you want to be like Christ, if you want to have the mindset of Christ, and then he shares what Christ looked like, where he gave up everything. He came to earth, gave up his life on the cross, and then he was raised to life. Well, if you want to have the mindset of Christ, then you need to consider others more important than yourself. Yes. Well, and just like, you know, the apostles, what did he tell them? You know, they were, they were to give up everything, drop, you know, quit everything they were doing and follow him. Yeah. You know, some of them, I mean, they were, you know, tax collectors, you know, they were, they were probably breaking in a little bit of money back then. Absolutely. And, and it was to cease everything and, and to follow him. Yeah. And again, it wasn't saying that they couldn't still raise money. He, you know, Jesus talked about how the disciples would come to get money as they went on their travels, that people would support them. And Jesus was okay with that. Yes. You know, for them to make money for what they were doing, but he was helping them to understand about the treasures in heaven versus treasures on earth. And the treasures in heaven was learning to have a heart like God's. Yes. Uh, caring about others. Um, Jason, uh, Gene gets in his book, share a few ways to be generous in life. What are some ways God has led you to be a generous man? Uh, you know, we talked about tithing and um, maybe you do tithe. I haven't, I didn't look to see, I, sh I guess I should have looked at how yeah. much you give before, <laughs> I, but no, I shouldn't have. I should just trust that. Like I said, I've heard your heart before, but so that's one way, you know, giving to the church, whether it's a tithe or a different amount of money. Uh, what are some other ways in life that you specifically allow the heart of generosity, the heart of being a Christian to to play out with generosity? Well, over the years, I'll just give a real quick story here. Sure. Last couple, I'd say in the last couple of years, probably five or six years. Um, in, you know, if you're in Wyoming, it's hard to uh, get to work and to do some certain things without vehicles. Okay, absolutely. Um, I've, I've been asked about this a couple of times and over the last couple of years, I, we're going to call them uh, beaters with a heater. They're not much, <laughs> but right? there has been four of them that I've given away to people that didn't have something to drive. They couldn't mm. get to school, couldn't get to work, couldn't, you know, and that to me, that was just, just something I could do. And yeah, and, you know, and the thing about it is you don't expect anything in return. You just, here you go. And, and the smile and the thank yous that you get is. Yeah. Whew. That can be powerful. Uh, you know, my family did something comparable to that. Uh, when my, when my mom passed away, we got a, a small inheritance from her uh, and not a lot, but enough, you know, we were excited about it and we wanted to, 
tithe it or give a portion of it away as something that we received. And it just so happened a staff person at my church who did not have a lot. I knew what we were paying her and she had a car issue and, and uh, she needed a new car. I didn't have one, like you just said, to be able to give her, but I wanted to make sure she had enough money to go out and get one. So we gave her a good chunk of money to be able to support that. And that's it, awesome. That's awesome. And it was, it was such, such a blessing for my wife and I to be able to have that opportunity to support her. She was serving Jesus and she wanted to keep serving Jesus instead of going out and getting a more, a better job. Yeah. So we wanted to support her in that ministry awesome. that she was doing. I've done a couple other things as in uh, somebody came to me and their car was not running right. Um, I've mechanic years and years ago, figured out what was wrong, went ahead and took care of it. Um, had some people that lived down the street from me, a uh, single mother. Yep. She was on hard times. Yeah. And I fixed her car, got it going. And she just wanted to pay me back so bad. And I, I told her, I said, no, just, no, thank you. Yeah. Just continue on. And it, it's, it's just something to help people keep going. Well, Jason, I'm hearing you sharing these stories and, and we're not boasting in ourselves. This is definitely a Jesus thing. Cause I don't think no. you were probably this way as much back before you knew Jesus. Oh gosh, no. Okay. So I had a feeling cause you know, I've, I've watched your life over the last several years here. So Jesus and the power of the Holy spirit is helping you to be more generous. Oh yes. But tell me this, how much does it bless your life in those moments, whether it's, you know, pouring into your son or giving these cars away or sharing, what does it do for you in the, in your walk of faith? It brings me much closer to Christ. It just does. And I remember one time on one of the Saturday ones we had talked about, and it was it being able to do these things. He, he, this is his plan. He's put me on this plan. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on this journey with him and mm -hmm. You know, like, like say, this is where I'm at. He's put me here for a reason. Okay. What it is, I don't know yet. Right. Where I'm getting closer, I think, but it has just brought me so much closer. I want to share this. <clears throat> excuse me. I want to share this passage with you, Jason. Uh, it's in Proverbs chapter 11, uh, verse 25. It's such a cool passage. It says, the generous will prosper. I think that's such a cool passage that, that God says that the generous person, the wait a second, as we think about this, the generous is giving stuff away. They're giving up their time. They're giving up their money, their things, but they're the ones prospering. Does that make sense to you, Jason? If you just read it in a literal sense, no, but from now being back into church, it yeah. is 100%. The, it continues. It says, it says the generous will prosper and, and those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Yes. It's so true, isn't it? It is 100%. The, to have that joy in our lives. Yeah, if absolutely. You, if you give, you will receive. <clears throat> that is it. You know, one of the ways that I struggle with uh, generosity, Jason, and I don't know if you're dealing with this or not yet. I'm, I'm a couple years older than you. And so... I'm not, you know, I'm within a decade of the age when people start thinking about retirement. And so because of that, I'm needing to think about my retirement. Yes. And so uh, I struggle. We talked about, there was a, bunch, a couple of us at lunch on staff here that were talking about this idea of retirement, you know, how the world says you need a certain amount of money to be able to retire happy and you know, everybody has their own ideas of what that amount is. And, you know, for me, I'm struggling a little bit with, because 
I have a choice of taking some of the funds that I have on hand and being more generous with them, caring about others, or putting it away into my retirement to make sure that I'm in good shape when I retire. That's a tough one because as we just said, if you take care of others, he will take care of you. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not it's easy a, though, is not, it? No, it's not an easy one. <laughs> it, it is, is not. not because, you know, and the other thing too is, you know, for, for us, we don't want to be a burden to our kids. When I do hit that retirement age, I don't yes. want, um, then again, maybe I do, maybe I want them to take care of me since I've taken care of them. How's that sound to you? Is it their turn? Yeah. It is their <laughs> turn. <laughs> Sorry, kids, if you're listening. Um, but you know, we, we have to think about that. That's part of our life and part of these decisions that we have to make with money that when we're managing, when we're being those good stewards of our finances, we are making decisions. Am I going to be generous or am I going to put the money away? You know, and sometimes uh, I know a couple people in our church, for instance, that they're in retirement age now. They're, so they're using their retirement, but these people are so generous. You know, they're giving so much money and so I look at that possibly as well as maybe after I'm in retirement, if I did put enough away, I can be even more generous at that time. That's awesome to know that people are doing that. Yeah. That they've got to that point where they are able to do that. But isn't it amazing, Jason, that just that little struggle that I'm having is comparable to a lot of struggles we have in life when it comes to money. It is. It's because Satan tries to put that mindset of love of money into our hearts. Yes. Every day, you know, as I'm driving down the road, I have a choice of stopping and get a, a, a $10 cup of coffee. Cause I don't know if you know this, but some of those cups of coffee with the frou-frou in it can cost 10 bucks. Yes. Or I can take that money and share it with somebody who needs food on their table. The guys at work give me a hard time because they, they wonder if I go to the office even on the weekends. Uh -huh. Cause that's the only place I get my coffee. Uh, okay. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm, I'm saving up for other things. To All do. right. There you go. Yeah. So, but we have decisions like that every single day Yes. of how do we be good stewards of our time, our money, our wisdom, and God shows us what a generous God looks like and says, go and do likewise. Yes. Is it easy, Jason? No. Do you have any last bits of wisdom for the guys out there? Any last scripture passages or any other ideas of wisdom? We have really gone through the ones that I had. They, yeah. They, well, and those are the ones when you when you keep researching this. And like I said uh, earlier, we talked about this. When you pull it up and you keep coming across the same passage, the same passage, you go, wow, that's it's very powerful. That is, that is one that, I mean, we should. If there's a guy out there that's struggling a little bit though, Jason, they're hearing what we're saying. And they're still loving their toys or they're still loving putting a stocking away a lot into retirement. What advice do you have for them to, to be able to move from where they presently are into, again, we're not going to get to where God is overnight. No. Not at all. Cause no. God's God and we're not, but how, what do you, what's one way that you could suggest to them to take a step towards it though? A big step for me was, Coming back to church. Okay. I mean, there'll, there'll be guys that are at church that are still having this struggle. Sure. Pray. What pray. do you pray? Pray for what though, Jason? For guidance and direction. I mean, I, I started when I, like I said, when I was away from church for a long time, I was, I was probably as far away from church as I could be. Okay. And I started praying and started coming to church and just kept praying and praying and praying. And then you, you can't just pray like, 
help me fix this. What are, you have to put forth the effort as well. Yeah. Where do you want me to be? Um, you know, and, and, and follow the guidance direction, you know, that, that is, that is just really big for me is pray. And then it's even gone even farther getting into the life group with our, with our men, um, just being with, with another group of men and discussing this, this stuff right here. I mean, just sitting so down and have the hard hear, conversation. Hearing what other guys are doing, how yes. they might be struggling with it helps you, you know, cause I think, you know, when it says iron sharpens iron, uh, that's how we do it. We learn from each other of where you're doing better and where I might be doing better might be different. So we can help each other and taking each of those steps. Yes. So if they're not in a men's life group yet, they should get into one. It helped me. Very <clears throat> yeah. Much. And I love the idea of praying, you know, to think about praying about your money. Uh, you know, I pray regularly, God, keep me, you know, making the good money that I am. At least it's good enough yeah. uh, so that I can support my family. So I pray about my job. Uh, God, help me to better understand how to be a good steward of that money. And when I'm writing my tithe check or the check that I send to the church, God, help me to be able to live within the 90% that's left over in a way that will bring honor and glory to you. Yeah. So lots of good prayers. Uh, so praying is a good one, Jace. I really appreciate that. Well, Jason, I'm glad you could be on with me today. Thank you, Paul. Really appreciate it. Uh, hopefully uh, you didn't say anything that's going to get you in trouble with any of the uh, guys in your life group. Hopefully they won't pick on you too much about anything. I can run real fast scared. <laughs> Sounds good. And, uh, you know, I always worry about that with the guys in my life group as well, but uh, they seem to go easy on me. Yeah. So it's good. We love each other. Well, Jason, I appreciate you joining me. I just hope that you can continue to pour into your, your kid and other people that you work with and your life group, that you can keep sharing your generous heart with others and help them to know how to grow in their faith. And guys, for all of you out there, uh, I hope all of you, I mean, when you're talking about money, guys, there's not one of us that has it all figured out. I guarantee it. Not one of us. Uh, we're all figuring how do we be the best stewards of what God created us? And maybe for you, it's just accepting that understanding that what God has given you, that, that it's God's money, it's God's stuff, it's God's time. <clears throat> so I just invite you that to pray and hopefully the Holy Spirit can help all of us with our money, with our stuff, that we can all be good stewards, learning to not have a love of money, but instead to having a heart of generosity like God does. And it's a journey, guys, always a journey of becoming holy men. <laughs>